Before we get started on today's episode, I'd like to invite you to a free masterclass I'm teaching next week. It is called Stop Being So Busy. It's all about shifting you from doing it all to doing what matters. This training is a must attend if you are taking care of things for everyone else and your dreams end up on the back burner, or if your your dreaming has actually created more than you can handle, or maybe you're a get it done person and people know it, so they send a lot of stuff your way and you're spinning a lot of plates. Or maybe in spite of your best organizing efforts, you're often worried that things are slipping through the cracks. Or maybe you're a working mom who's also the primary person running the household. You know, the one that's carrying the mental load. Well, you can register for this free event by going to eliseenriquez.com forward slash masterclass. I've also dropped that link in the show notes. Okay, now on to the episode. Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there. I am so happy to be here with you this week. You know, we had a great weekend and I hope you did too. And last weekend, we were hanging out with our nieces and the six-year-old kept saying things like, I don't know how to do that. She was feeling self-defeated because her lack of experience and knowledge. And we kept responding to her with, yet, honey, you don't know how to do that yet. And after a little bit, she picked up on that. It's a simple shift in language that will help her be more resilient. And this isn't just stuff that six-year-olds need help with. I get to work with really smart, generous, kind, successful people in my productivity coaching practice. And I got to share something that I've witnessed with everyone I've coached, whether they are leaders of multi-million dollar companies working with me one-on-one or someone enrolled in one of my group programs. They all use words that get in the way of their productivity, which is, of course, here, you know, in my world, productivity is moving forward what matters most to you. So they don't mean to do this, but they talk in a way about things that can be so limiting for them and ways that limit them. So I'm going to share five of these limiting phrases I see people use all the time and give you some suggestions on what to use instead. Are you ready? Actually, before we get started, could you just do me a quick favor? If when you listen to this episode, it makes you think of someone, a friend, a coworker, a family member, uh, a fellow business owner, whoever they are, if you think they would find this valuable, please send them a quick email, a text, or a DM with a link to this episode and a little message like, I thought you might like this, or Elise is brilliant. Okay, maybe it's not that last one, but still, you know what I mean. Please share this episode if it occurs to you to do that. Thanks. I would really appreciate it. Okay, back to the five phrases to watch out for. Are you ready? I should. I have to. I can't, but, and I don't know. So let's take each of these in turn. 
When it comes to I should, that's really a phrase that gets to the core of obligation. And when you're using that and follow the should all the time, you're really taking kind of direction from outside of yourself. It's kind of this feeling of this is what everybody else thinks I should do. This is what a good, you know, wife, daughter, sister, coworker, leader, uh, you know, employee would do. So I should do these things. And so what I really want you to do is make sure that if you catch yourself saying I should, that instead you say I want to. Now, that might be you might be just like what there is no freaking way <laughs> because But that's the point. A lot of times when you're saying I should, it's about something you probably don't even want to do. And sometimes it is about something you want to do. So when you catch yourself saying I should, I want you to pause and see if you can rephrase it to say I want to. Now, you might not actually enjoy the task at hand, but you might want to do it because you don't like the consequences of not doing it. I want to becomes a more honest statement than I should. Okay, let's look at the second one. I have to. I have to is one that people say all the time, like all the time. And it seems really innocuous. It's like, I have to do this or I have to do that. Heck, I say it often. I I have to catch myself on that from time to time. So I have to, what I want you to do is change it to I choose to. Again, if you can't change it to I choose to, I really question whether or not it should be on your list or on your mind. So let's take taxes, for example. This is something that people, you know, and and one that people could easily say that is true. I have to do my taxes. No, you don't. You don't have to do your taxes. You might choose to do your taxes though, right? You might choose to do your taxes and pay your taxes because you don't like the consequences of choosing not to do your taxes. That's the key. So we're looking for, for you in general, is just more truthful statements. So I have to becomes I choose to. Next up is I can't. I can't is easy one to tell ourselves. It's an easy lie we can tell ourselves. We can say, oh, I can't go to this because. I can't do that because. And the more true statement is, I don't want to. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to make time for this or I don't want to make time for that, (laughs) right? So really think about whether when you find yourself saying, I can't, whether or not that is true. Double check yourself and figure out if the truth might really be more accurate to say, I don't want to. The next one we're going to look at, the fourth one is but. But is a sneaky one. When you really think about it grammatically, but is taking away anything you just said. So you could say something really wonderful and then say, but... And that's taken away everything else. So it's it's something to definitely watch out for when you're talking to other people because you don't want to take away goodness that you just sent their way, right? And it's really important to, to keep an eye on when you're talking to yourself or when you're thinking about things or when you hear the phrases come out of your mouth. So what do you pivot to from but? You pivot to and. So rather than saying, I have so much to do, but, right? Uh, I, I really need to get some rest. You could have so much to do and you really need to get some rest. 
This is powerful because it gets to the truth that things can be more than one thing. You can be going through an experience that is both painfully difficult and really exciting and life-changing. Things aren't all one thing. And the quicker that you can understand that and embrace that, the less struggle you're going to have, but can create a lot of struggle and really frees you to see more possibilities. And the last one is kind of the one that I started with in the example with my six-year-old niece, and that is, I don't know. And I don't know becomes, I don't know yet. And what's really funny about this one is this is one that I actually practice on a regular basis when I'm doing crosswords with my wife. So my wife and I often before bed will wind down by doing a New York Times crossword. Now we are not crossword geniuses, so we only do Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. (laughs) And so we do the New York Times crossword uh, before bed. And sometimes, you know, we kind of just fly through the questions the first time to just see, or the, the clues the first time to just see how many we can fill in. And then sometimes there's a clue where somewhere in the back of my mind, I know that answer. Sometimes I don't even know what it is. But what I say is, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And in practicing that in the smallest, simplest way allows me to practice that in the bigger, more important ways. So for all of these, I should, I have to, I can't, but I don't know. For any of those, no matter where they're showing up for you, I really want you to practice pivoting them to something that is more truthful even if it's in the smallest ways, because then you'll be flexing the muscle that you need to pivot when it is something that's more important and more impactful for you. So why does all of this matter? Well, hopefully by now that's that's actually quite clear. One is just, you can stop lying to yourself, but this is, this is going to get kind of pokey. This might hurt a bit. I want you to watch out for these words because they are victim words. Now, let me be clear. I am fully supportive of someone who has been victimized by someone else. I will be there to support them, to donate, to whatever. Somebody's been victimized by someone else or by a natural disaster, whatever that might be. But when my clients are using victim words with themselves, I will call them out. Because in using those words, they are victimizing themselves. They are making themselves victims of their circumstances. And they can make choices in their life. They can be empowered to make a different decision, to even just use different language that can shift things. You can say that you have to do something, but it's simply not true. And more importantly, it's not helpful. So even though I've been really kind of drilling in this idea of make sure that you're being more honest with yourself, the phrasing of I can't, I should, I have to, it's just not helpful. How do you feel when you use those words? Even if you don't like the thought of doing something, If the reality is that you're choosing to do it anyway, that's way more empowering than saying, I have to, or I should. So when you catch yourself using any of these words, the first thing I want you to do is be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. Some of these words may have been a habit for you, and it will take time to loosen their grip and to shift to more helpful words. But the other thing I want you to do is to catch yourself, or when you catch yourself, is I want you to correct yourself out loud whenever possible. I do this 
all the time. Whenever I catch myself using one of these phrases, I restate the thing again differently with a more empowering word, especially but. But is the one that I'm working on the most right now. I will say but a lot and then pause and say, and. (laughs) So if you watch closely my Facebook posts that I do for my business, things that I say, I try to be really careful to say and, and oftentimes I will make it all caps because I want to lead by example. I want to share the power of these more empowering words with as many people as possible. Okay. I just covered a lot. So what I want you to do is take a nice deep breath for me. Well, actually for you. So in through your nose and out through your mouth. Good. Thanks for doing that because I need you to be ready for this next thing because of course I've got a question for you. That's right. It is time for the question of the week. Tell me, which of these phrases will you focus on changing starting right now? I should, I have to, I can't, but, or I don't know. I would love to know what your answer is. So if you would post the phrase that you're working on to Instagram and tag me so I can celebrate you, that would be awesome. Okay, that is all for this week. I will be back again with you next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.